Hello and welcome to You Set the Tone, the podcast that takes an X-ray to the medical drama show ER. We examine the show with surgical precision and celebrate the high pressure and beating hearts of the show. My name is Ed. I'm Sean. And I'm Sharon. E. E. So, yeah, cracking episode this one. Oh. Action packed. Oh, complete and utter. ER finest. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what it is, isn't it? And, yeah, and actually, yeah. you know what I thought? I thought if they'd swap these two around. And I know Mark had to not be around for this episode, but if they'd somehow managed to swap these two around, I probably would have preferred not minded last last week's episode because it would have been like, okay, you know, I need to come down from kind of the, because this is like, this is just, there is not a second of this that isn't practically jam-packed with something going on. Um, I know. I struggle to take take notes. So some of it is just like, okay, I literally just wrote chaos exclamation mark. It is, it was. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for me, ER at its, what I love about ER, ER at its finest. And there was a lot of um, MacGyver style medicine. Do you know what I mean? The kind yeah, of proper gorilla style improv. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> improv. It was all the improv, wasn't it? Oh, get that, get that straw and give me that Benton, thing. Yeah, Benton's yeah, doing that, that and then getting the ice for. Yeah. Dying. Right. So, where should we start, folks? I well, actually don't well, know. What, what is a good place to start? In I this think episode? the best place to start is to, to, to with the title and the because we haven't done any of that. So let's start there. Okay, Exodus. Yes, season four, episode fifteen. So we, you right, know, so. we're um, cracking through season four. I didn't realize it's episode fifteen. Anyway. It's good. It's a good. It's a good season. Um, it does, and it and it picks up. It picks up and kind of dips. Like I agree with you both. Last week was a dip, but generally it's kind of it's no no. It's it's high paced. Like I can't believe we're already finished the Synergic storyline. Yeah, yeah, it's true. yeah, God, yeah. yeah um, right. So where should we start? Should, oh, should we no. start with Doug? get that little bit out of the way then we can get really into the good show meat of yes. the episode uh, yes so he turns up at carol's well the first the opening shot is carol's house and kind of a car pulling mm-hmm. up and and it and it's doug and he gets out and and what it's interesting is because there is absolutely no you know no dialogue but what you get yeah. from this this moment is is obviously they're still not on the same page he's also seems more like a visitor you know he doesn't have a key he doesn't know where she is he's not you know he can't get in he he's um he's obviously not you know he's knocking and she's not there and he's very disappointed and he kind of leaves the paper and gets back in his car but I just thought that was a really a really great way to open because it Mm -hmm. it just tells you everything you need to know without yep telling you exactly um, and then when he turns up at work, well, she's at work. She comes up to him, doesn't she? And she says, "Oh, I've got this. I've got this child, Sophie, who mm-hmm. I want you to, you know, come and have a look at." And um, and on the way to her room, they kind of, you know, Carol's very much like, "Well, sorry, Doug is to says to Carol, you know, where were you this morning?" Um, and she's like, "I had a meeting." He's like, "That early." And she's like, he's like, I came over and she's like, you're trying to check up on me. So that tension is back, you know, that that he's not giving her space. And I could completely see what Doug's trying to like, what, you know, Doug is not playing the the, the suave game here. He's being very like, oh, you know, I was at your house and you weren't there and it was too early. And he's letting all that emotion like come out. But I mean, we don't know where Carol was, but. It, probably not the best best way to mm. go about it, but I quite like seeing Doug sweat a little bit around, you know. I also enjoy watching Doug sweat, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I couldn't not. I'm sorry, I couldn't not. But, <laughs> I uh, it is, it's it's definitely, it seems like this that really hammer home 
the Doug of season one. He's not dead and buried, but he's grown up. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not handling it great, I, I, I agree with you there. But it's just like he's gone from, oh, look, Carol's not here, but there's seven ladies standing on the pavement over there. So I'm fine. Yeah. So now it's, oh, yeah. no, I wonder where Carol is. Yeah. Mm. yeah she it, was it's... at a meeting, she told him. She was like, a meeting that early. It's like, she's a nurse. She works all hours. If there's yeah. a meeting, there's a meeting. And she's a nurse manager as well. And actually, exactly. she's got her clinic. So there's there are so many places she could have been. But he's let his suspicion kind of kind of you know get the better of him but then we, we get that wonderful dynamic you know we get these two working together so Sophie's yeah. brought in by her babysitter um and she's I mean it's quite worrying she's she had blood in the stool and she's not well and 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 the babysitter couldn't kind of wake her up so they're having to do tests they suspect E. coli at one you know they're talking about E. coli kind of comes up and yeah. they talk a bit about how the girl eats is a vegetarian or vegan um and then the mom comes in and when they realize it's renal failure um, and the mom comes in and she's very, she wants a second opinion basically. And yeah. they say, there's no time. You've got to sign this form. Otherwise that, you know, we have to dialyze. So we have to sort yeah. this out and get her up to kind of pediatric ICU or whatever. And, um, and so we have their case, you know, it's them two working and it, we, it, it, it feels like familiar ground at this point, yeah. you know, we've got, Carol and Doug with the patient they've got their own personal stuff going on we've got a mother who's you know freaking out and we've got a little girl who's who's vulnerable and needs help little Sophie so um did you hear the babysitter say oh what have you given her she said oh the mum asked me to give her some raspberry tea and some live honey or raw honey or something like that and I was like did not sound that's when she went to that like did your alarm bells ring yes it did it Mm. did It, it it worried me that she was on one of those kind of really highly what's the word like really strict highly thought of diet yeah. in a way you know where, where where you're being given you know raw honey and organic this and and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that but sometimes it worries me if, if you're taking it to levels where somebody's not having a yeah. balanced diet or not having everything they should be having yeah it's it's when the mum comes in I, I I don't want to put I'd just be put on a machine I'm like well what do you expect is going to happen to make her feel better. Yeah, like she, I, she's got some herbs. She's yeah. going to put them in a pot. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I was. I was so like, is she one of these like, you know, like you have on the one hand you have all of medical science, but on the other hand I've got essential oils, so I think I can. Take yeah, my homeopath I mean, is going yeah. to come in later, and then they're going to get them some very weak jasmine tea, and that'll sort her right out. That'll get her kidneys working again. Someone yeah. sneezes outside, and she goes, "Oh, my chakras." Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, no, it's, it's I just I'm deliberately being facetious about that there because it's like, come on, you're in an ER. These yeah. people know what they're doing. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I, I get stressed a bit as well when people, a people questioning kind of expertise, but also what they you know, if somebody's kidneys are failing, what do you think they're going to need? You know, they're going yeah. to need a proper intervention and. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's scary when when you come across yeah. people who, like I get it. You want to make sure obviously your kid is not having unnecessary procedures and you want to be careful with mm. them and you want to make sure they're not having poisons too early in their body. All those kinds of things, completely get it. But 
I freak out when somebody's putting on quite a strict diet on a kid because I worry about how that kid will grow up and what issues they'll grow up with yeah. around food and it worry a bit about kind of questioning expertise. I mean, I don't know if that's what she was doing, but it, it started to feel a bit like that's where it was going to come from. But thank God Dog is there to really, you know. Yeah. It's, it's sort of reminiscent of the, there's another strand of the current anti-vax movement, which has come from the West Coast, which is more about diet and holistic health. I'm like, yeah, but I, don't, I get it. But at the same time, like I, I be healthy. Do you know what? The, the one thing you know, live a healthy lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. go do that, do that. But take the bloody help that's been offered <laughs> you as well. You yeah, know, it's, like, yeah. it's only what adding to your health. It's not taking exactly. away. Exactly. That. And I'm not against like homeopathy or anything. You know, all those kinds of things that people can do to make themselves better. The thing I'm up against, I get really mad about, is using that instead of actual yeah. medicine mm. and yeah. i i sometimes worry a bit about these fads and stuff as well about because i think they can sometimes like you know this whole clean eating thing came about and it was like what does that even mean and yeah. you're talking about dirty eating and i worry about the things it puts in people's heads about food yeah. where we i don't think we know enough and we get these people kind of preaching and being very skinny and and uh, we don't always know what they're doing to get skinny and they're saying oh I take this but really we don't know and I just I don't like unhealthy practices I think when you're getting your mind into thinking good food bad food do this you know skinny is good fat is bad when that's not true you know all that stuff just I just turns me completely off and don't get me started on things like the Atkins diet because that's damaging and just exactly well that's the thing and it's so funny that people will go I'm not going to take a vaccine because we don't know the long-term effects but I'm going to do this mad diet that some (laughs) man has just come up with uh, you know what has long-term effects dying from a virus has (laughs) long-term oh sorry sorry Sorry. we're getting we're getting into our our, um, (laughs) so so where I love our soapbox but at the same time we are talking about an episode I mean how where are we going to go what are we going to I think, okay. should, I think it's one of those things, maybe, I think we should just do it chronologically. because yeah. I think that makes the most, for a big episode like this, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. should we go to Corday next? Because she, she's yes. she's out on a ride along for a second. Exactly. I was like, hang on a minute. You're, I was yeah. like, you know, did they, did they miss up the, <laughs> misplace the yeah. call sheets between Carol, uh, Carol and Corday? <laughs> exactly. it's like, oh, it's one of hair. the core characters with yeah, C. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. And curly hair. You get in there. Oh, C, curly hair, female. Yeah, exactly. So she's going on a ride, a ride along and Dwight's been very, <laughs> he's very, you know, what's the word? He's qu- he's quite m- not mean to her, but he's really trying to prepare and being like, look, it's very much you're fact, not going to see, and a bit patronised, you're not going to end up seeing yeah. anything, you know, uh, you don't get to see what we really go through. As if like everybody in the ER is always just sitting around eating tea and cake, you know, it's <laughs> like. She is. Um, well, she, she's British, that's what we do, but you know, like. Yeah. I don't know. I was just a bit like, I just wanted to kind of punch him a little bit in the nose because I really hate when people do that. But anyway, so Mm -hmm. he takes, he goes, so she's on a ride along with him, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, we all, well, we've only ever really seen Carol on a ride along and she was falling for the guy. So let's see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. So they turn up to a uh, a build, a chemical plant that's, I think it's there's an explosion or something already. Yes. There's a series yeah. of events obviously happen at this, this chemical plant as we find out. Basically, part of the building has collapsed and there's a tiny little kind of tunnel to get through to, to poor Leo, who's partially trapped. Well, he's trapped. He's trapped, yeah. yeah. His arm's trapped, isn't it? So yeah. they can't. And because of the way, so what they've been able to do is obviously get this kind of tunnel down to, yeah. to him, but 
it's really delicate and you can't move things very easily without possibly disturbing other things and and this is what's great Corday turns up and they're like right you know we've got this guy and she's like fine I'm there and they're like well, yeah. you know have you got he has a name for it he says have you got um skills in confined space rescue and she yeah. doesn't care she's like I'm the surgeon I'm going in mm, yeah which you know is this, this is what we love about her and she yeah, does yeah. she crawls in that dust and dark and straight off like how lovely is she with Leo she is just yes. like we're here we're gonna get you out he's really scared that he's gonna die he thinks he's gonna you know and she's like no we're here well. we're here I'm gonna lose my arm I'm not letting you lose your arm I was a bit I get what she was trying to do but I felt like that was maybe a bit unfair to say that to him just because it's, you don't know yeah it's, it's one of the things you don't make promises yeah it's, it's it is and dangerous it's, you, you must be like like in these situations every part of your being wants to be like you're going to be fine you're going to be fine mm-hmm. i'm going to get you out because you want to keep them calm of course yeah. yes and i uh, but yeah I, I totally understand she's after completely inadvertently giving him false hope and yeah um uh yeah. You, you could say that what she was trying to do was armless. I'm so sorry. Oh, be proud of yourself. Oh. I am for the for the benefit of the listeners out there. The looks that Sharon and Ed are giving <laughs> me right now. <laughs> yep. I apologise to our listeners. Yeah. If you <laughs> stop listening now, don't please. Please but... don't. We're still You'd here. Understand. We're normal. Um, yeah. Back in the ER, though, we have this quite quite. I don't know. I just thought it was really different. So we've. Uh, is basically, you know, Weaver and Anna are in the cafeteria, which will become a big part later. I thought that was interesting, the way they were like, here, cafeteria, just so you're not mm. shocked later when we use it. Um, <laughs> but they're like, we're in the cafeteria, and she's she's getting Anna to smell her perfume, which to me was just like, we've never seen this kind yeah. of frivolous fun. Yeah, was... I wear perfume, smell it, let's bond. You know? I mean, it's sort of, yeah, having a aesthetically girly chat yeah do you know what much, I mean is it around this point where they they mentioned that Doyle has had has got flu so she's Doyle's out. got flu she's had flu for a long time yeah I think we need to check on her has has did Doyle go upstairs with Charlie Cunningham and you know did she want to play on the farm and everything like <laughs> yeah. I, I think, think she so. might be with Coburn wherever Coburn is this week you know oh, <laughs> yeah. she's giving her a jockey back yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, so and I love that though in these moments where they kind of give you little bits of info. We also find out you know Mark's not back either yet. He's he's got, getting on a flight later, so you know we know Mark's not there. We know Doyle's are not there. That we know they're a bit up against it in the sense of not having everybody in. Um, and Carter, we also learn because he comes up and he's in. He's doing his octo rotation, which to me was just mad because I thought. I don't know. It just seems so weird to be like, here mm. you go. You have to do a, a rotation up in the eye area. Like, I don't know. It was weird. I just thought, what a random offshoot. It did seem a bit odd, but I think that's that's how they're able to get him away from the scene, so he's not poisoned. And yeah. It gets him down there in time to lead. I think that's. I don't know if that was the thinking. It's funny though, because so he's we see him with the first lady, and he's doing her eye test, and it's not going great because he keeps putting very dark tint, and she's like, I can't see anything, basically making her think she's blind. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then this really weird thing happens because the 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 optometrist or whatever comes in, and she says, Oh, you know, I think your student needs help, and he starts trying to get the things off. Carter, Carter won't give them and I didn't understand why he was being <laughs> childish like that about it and not handing them back he's like really holding on to them while the guy's trying to get it I just thought it was a really well I he's know, and I know what you're saying but at the same time I'm like he is in the middle of an eye exam 
like let yeah, him finish that is true as well like you know the man is mid examining a patient yeah. I mean, just because it's a different type of examination from what we're used to seeing yeah. doesn't mean it's like imagine if you were to i mean okay we actually i suppose we've seen it from time to time walk in let's say let's say doug is in the middle of examining th- this case from earlier like and then if mark were to walk in and be like yeah doug i got this go on now go on to your next patient yeah, um, it is that's weird. Like, incredibly not a great weird way to teach somebody. And yeah, um, yeah, but it's okay. He's going to go help somebody else in another room. Um, who turns out to be, you know, Doctor George, who knows a lot of things and becomes quite pivotal. Yeah. Um, but if we go back downstairs to the ER for a second, we've got Jeannie Boulay's. They've brought somebody in called Mister Arterburn. Um, with a possible suspected MI, he says, oh, I was just a bit dizzy. Um, you know, Jeannie's going to be looking after him. He asks her if she's a real doctor. She <laughs> says, I'm a physician's assistant. Uh, like, but I, I'd like my own doctor. Uh, yeah, uh, but I will get to see a doctor. He's very entitled. Um, mm-hmm. And and Weaver comes as well to kind of treat him. But before Weaver gets there, Jerry's like saying, oh, he's got money. He's not like all the others, you know. He's got actual money. And Weaver makes a big thing about how they're not going <laughs> to treat him any differently. Um, and then yeah she goes in to talk to him about the fact that what they suspect is it's been a heart attack and they need to do a few tests and and he's really um yeah he's really entitled and like, oh, I want my doctor here oh, no. I don't want to be treated here in this in this you know hellhole mm. um, uh-huh. so it just doesn't stop completely well we'll get on to him later when with what happens but he just doesn't stop complaining so uh, we hear at the admit desk, well, there, there has been a chemical explosions factory and initially say, oh, we just, you know, we can take six miners. Sounds like the majors going elsewhere. It's all manageable. Benton comes down and gives a hand, which is really lucky later on. It's really, really. Did you get the feeling job. and maybe because we kind of, I think we kind of knew going in that this was a big episode, but did you get the feeling it was like this this is the chess master just positioning all of the pieces yeah, yeah, yeah. on the board now. And yes. it's like, because it's yeah. been a while really since we've seen Benton in the ER. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know? like, and the way you kind of casually just kind of is like, hey, I'm here. You, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like that. Didn't it? And also they were kind of really setting up the fact that, you know, Mark's not there and they're a bit yeah. understaffed in the fact that Doyle's not there and we've got. And also we know how bad the factory thing is and they don't. Yeah. So it's all a bit calm and we know also that's a big factor of if it's calm we're all about to you know get the crap kicked out of us Um, it's like he-man and thundercats and transformers you saw those episodes where skeletor slash megatron slash mumra has been really quiet lately they're Mm. up to something (laughs) yeah it's basically yeah it's that it's i mean it's exactly the same skeletor is in chicago (laughs) 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 what i love though is is it's like Corday back with Leo, and again, you know, she's been really brilliant. She's trying to get his arm out, and she's Moving finding all the stuff. ways. And then she's like, "Let's get all the oil." And then she says, "We're going to make you slick as an eel, and we'll slide you out." And uh, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like she's just so funny. Like that's so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd like to hear that while I'm sitting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you going to do while I'm trapped? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But they do. They get all the oil, don't they? And they're trying to. Um, basically get him slippery enough so that they can they can slide him out but they also need to she says there's a bit that they need to try and lift a little bit so that they can get the arm out and I think the the firefighter that's with her is very shocked or a bit like well you just need to yeah 
amputate because right. that's just how it is and she's not not into that and there's they, just, yeah just just on that like this is i wonder I wonder now, because Corday is coming from the OR, coming from surgical rotation, and we've seen when Carter goes up there, we've seen when other people are working in the uh, in the OR, the much slower pace yeah. that there yes. is in operation. Now, there's there's no ignoring the um, uh, environment around her. Like, th- there is bricks falling all around her, and yet she still has that kind of, okay, we're going to do this. I need to yeah. do this so that we can do that. Whereas if let's Mark, Doug, now I, w- I would want to say Carol because she's the one who's always in the paramedics uh, <laughs> would be like, we have to make split second decisions. We have to get, you know, grand. Okay. The building's coming down. Take the arm. Sorry, mate. Take the arm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? She's, yeah. she does. She takes the time, but also what she does is she makes everything sound okay and doable and manageable. And I don't know about you, but I felt like with her voice and the way she is, I just thought if I was stuck there, I'd probably feel like, okay, we can get this done. This isn't impossible. You know, she's very, well, all we need to do is this, this, and this. And it's like, almost like she isn't in this tunnel that's kind of crumbling around them as well, which is. There's there's like these shocks. It's almost like aftershocks after a big earthquake. Mm. I I guess it's secondary explosions or whatever, but they keep getting these massive kind of, tremors or whatever and there's bits of you know building falling on them we've been yeah. told that basically the whole thing's been propped up by two befores yes and there's a jack um type thing that's keeping that beam off poor old leo yeah and i love that she's they keep going you've got to get out no i'm staying here with him like you say yeah she's, so she's like you get that piece of equipment and he's like no 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 we're not going to yeah. be allowed to stay here and she says well i'm staying yeah and you're gonna have to come back and get me so she she kind of forces the issue and mm. i was just like that is so like what a great doctor that that yeah, is yeah. i mean we've seen her do this with allison you know earlier with the voice and now she's like i gotta save this guy and his arm i'm yeah. gonna do everything in my power um and and he does he comes back with with the jack as you say and she starts to push it and she does what i think i probably would do you know you just think you know what we've just got to get it out yeah do it get it out and get out you know which c- can be dangerous because obviously everything does start falling but you know they get him out they yeah he's out his arm is there she's bloody lucky she is <laughs> yes. very very lucky from what what we understand from everybody else is that if that had gone wrong, then everybody would be would have been dead. Do you know what yes, I mean? That kind yeah. of that yeah. was just her pluckiness, isn't it? Though she's just yeah, the yeah. kind of I don't know. I think I I would definitely crumble and not be able to do. But she's just <laughs> yeah. able to hold her kind of hold Over her nerve and steel. yeah, yeah. And they kind of they get him uh, they get him out and they back up and the, the fire captain's kind of having a go at her about the, what she did and she doesn't care. She's like oh, she got her patient out and. Um, and then we get back to the ER and this is where we start getting a semblance of something is yes. coming. You know, a, a lady appears. She's basically she's brought two guys that were in the chemical um, factory explosion and they've, they've, they've stopped breathing. She put them in there uh, in her kind of pickup truck and she's kind of brought them and they're not doing that well. And and this is before they even know really what's going on. So they're all just trying, you know, Weaver's there and Anna's there and they're all by basically by the admit desk, you know, peeling clothes off these guys trying to you know look after them um and at at, at that time so that's all kind of going on and then carter's with this dr george who's a little bit eccentric and talking about i like i do like him love of science yeah and how he could have been on tv if only you know 
Really never tried to be an actor like yeah funny this 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 unknown this absolute mm. nobody of a face if only they ever tried to do anything in 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 the pictures <laughs> yeah you could have a job in the picture see um anyway um i um i i had a major op- ophthalmic nerd moment because i knew what equipment um Carter was used oh. at start. He's oh, using cool. what's called a slit lamp, which just doesn't mm. sound very nice. That sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. Put the a... slit lamp near your eye. Go yeah, away. I can't remember what the other name for it is. I think it's it's something like a microscope. The, uh, the what? The poker. <laughs> the poker. And this little fellow is the gouger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Simpsons. Yes. The yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then he, he uses the epi, the not the epi pen, the pressure pen, and like this guy's. Um, intraocular pressures were 35. That's way too high. That is crazy really? high. If they're using the same units we use over here, which I don't see why they wouldn't be, but yeah, that is alarmingly high. In order to give them some drops, but yeah, that's yeah. But anyway, that's just me nerding out for a minute. So but yeah, they, so yes. this old man he knows the smell of chemicals. So he does. Is that benzene? And he's very good, you know, Carter, you yeah, need to yeah. go and figure out what that is. But, you yeah, know, yeah. Carter's like, that's probably just what they clean the floor. He's like, you would not clean the floor with that. Yeah. You need to go figure out what that is and where it's coming from. Um, and Carter does. And, and that's when he finds them all kind of by the admit desk and stuff everywhere. And he's like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, this is chaos. And then Weaver collapses, which, you know, yeah. is we've also we, we've heard as well that Anspar is in Florida. So mm. and now Weaver's down. It really is like you know there is nobody left to 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 be the mom or the dad of this place. You know they they are just lost. Where, aren't where they? are these other att- um, attendings that we've heard of? Exactly. Like, I'll ask you the attendings. Where the hell are they? Where, Mark's just where strolling in at the, at the very end. <laughs> yeah, yeah just like hey. Yeah. Um, and you know, so it, it, it's madness. And then they realize actually this is a really toxic thing. There's people coughing. Yeah. There's a moment as well where Carter's kind of looking around and he's just seeing everything is just contaminated and you yeah. get that sense of chaos. And oh my God, actually, what you know, we haven't it's gonna be really hard to control this situation. Yeah. Um, Weaver's throwing up, and again, it's it, it's not just that she's not there to do the job, it's that she's she's there and she's sick and she's this yeah. patient and she's out of it and they're having she's to kind of seizing and having to have to yeah. air and stuff. Yeah. Really horrible to see actually. Yeah, you yeah. know, kind of this powerful lady being felled by this. That's it as well, because there, there's something, and unfortunately, we will see more of this as the ER goes on, but it's when our regulars, when they're not in the white coat and in fact they're in the bed, yeah, it just it's wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, no, get them out of there. I don't mm-hmm. like when they're in there. People die in those beds. Exactly, yes. exactly. And and at this moment, you know, the we've we've got Jerry and Carol and Tooney on the phones, you know, calling hazmat, calling, uh, telling people that they were close to trauma, telling you're trying to get more supplies. Yeah. And then, you know, Corday turns up with 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 her patient, with Leo, and other people start turning up. And there's this real moment where the firefighters are shouting at the doctor saying it's your fault you didn't sort you know you haven't con- sorted you controlled this scene and and they say well you're the ones who didn't you know secure your bit because people came via a pickup truck and that's how they've ended up bringing this in and there's this real everybody's arguing gurneys are everywhere everybody's freaking out because you know you get a spot of this on you you're then contaminated yeah and this is, is where 
Oh, well, like yeah. a bit on her and that's it. Well, that's it. And um, and this is where a quote came into my head to describe Carter. And I'm going to say now it's Shakespeare. So, yes, oh. I'm, I'm very oh. highbrow today. Um, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. And that's how I feel. That's from Twelfth Night, right. by the way. Ah, um, okay. And I, I feel like that's what hap- happens to yeah, Carter. Yeah. It's kind of thrust on him and he just takes it up. And because there are more senior doctors there, there is Benton is in that corridor, Corday is in that corridor, and, and, and Carter's the one who goes, right, stop, everyone, stop. Yeah. Gets everybody to be quiet. And he's the one who comes up with the methodology of what they're going yeah. to do. You know, contaminated people outside. Um, we're going to turn the cafeteria upstairs into the ICU. And so get all the critical patients up there. Yeah. Then, the, you know, the hazmat people start turning up and saying everybody has to evacuate. And he's like, well... Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make sure everything here is sorted because you guys don't know it's gonna take you longer, and if it'll take me two minutes, where it'll take you guys, you know, whatever, to try and a evacuate people, but make sure they've got all the medical supplies they'll need, all that stuff. So he basically steps up and takes complete charge, and it is brilliant because I've missed having a, like a heroic Carter moment. You know, the last <laughs> time we saw Carter, he was, you know, doing that horrible thing with the blood, and so this is oh, nice yeah, to yeah. be like, oh. He's back. He's our Carter that we love. <laughs> Do you notice that Benton just gets into lockstep and supports him? There's yeah. like, he does a question. He's like, "Right, we're going here." You know, Carter exactly. directs people down to the cafeteria. Brilliant. Benton's in there with him. Yeah. They've just become this team straight away because they they, they are a team. They are. They they and set aside egos and all that kind of stuff. Like, right, Carter's exactly. in charge. He says, "Do this." This is his yeah. department. Yeah. I will then now work on that. And and because Benton steps up and, and goes, right, yep, yeah, that is our leader. Everybody else falls in line. And, and pretty yeah. soon, you know, they have got a system. It might not be perfect, but they've got something. It's better than inhaling benzene. Well, that's the mm. thing. And, mm. and then the trouble we have is for Doug and Carol, because they've obviously got oh, this little no. Sophie who it's not easy to move her. Um, and... And so, you know, Doug comes up with a plan, which Carol's kind of against, but he, yeah. is she being dialysed at this moment? I wasn't entirely sure. Yes. Yeah, is so that what is happening? So her blood. Yes. come down from PICU yeah. with the dialysis and because they're moving people around, like poor old Inga has to bag herself or cart. Yeah, around, she hasn't got Inga's bagging herself. What a legend. Oh, wasn't she a legend? She was like right up for it as well. She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, when it, I don't know. It felt very like she, she seems like, yes, I've been in the wars. I know <laughs> yeah. what to do. I will pick up the mantle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the scalpel. I will sort out my own, you know, tumour so, or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just cut it out. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'll just cross-stitch it. But anyway, so go back to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? I was just talking oh, about Carol, Carol. and Doug. Yeah, so and, yeah. they get a dialysis machine down from somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't have battery backup and she says, That's well, it. what do I have to do? I have to crank it. So this poor other nurse is like cranking yeah. this wheel like it's a piece of clockwork machinery, but it doesn't fit in the lift with them. So she, they're like, oh, it won't take long. Meet us there. Yeah, you carry on cranking it. We'll exactly. be up in whatever. Exactly. And then we'll be able to meet you there. So they get into the lift and Doug's very insistent that they go to the ice, the, the, the ICU for children. And Carol's like, we should go to the cafe. And there's, they have a bit of tension as to what they yeah, should yeah. kind mm. of do. But anyway, they get into the lift. And of course, because this is ER, you know, <laughs> the lift, well, the lift gets recalled because they're in, they're in crisis mode. So you understand why it is. So it starts to try and go down, but then it completely stops and just stops working, which is 
which is horrible because, you know, they thought, oh, we'll be up there in two seconds. And it is, and they've got a ticking time clock in the sense of the fact that her you know, dialysis machine isn't there and also yeah. oxygen as well, which they've got a certain amount. So they know they have to try and get out. But nobody's listening, you know, nobody, nothing's connected. Nobody's listening. They're kind of trapped in there with this poor kind of scared girl. But it's also really sweet because they're just really, they, you know, they work really yeah. well together and they are yeah. both scared, but they both put that aside and kind of she becomes the focus and she becomes their you know the I don't know it, it, the thing that keeps them going and yeah. it's, I, I, it's really sweet to see them kind of working together you know I always love these two together so yes because that's it because they work so well together on top of just being a lovely couple yeah you know? they do yeah. they really do and she's so great with kids and we know he's brilliant with kids and and and, and there is tension as well because like some of the bags haven't got the correct you know medication in so they're having to do again do some more kind of gorilla medicine of because one drug isn't there we're going to have to figure out what we've got and use that and and it's working which is great you know Mm. they're to use bicarbonate of soda and i just couldn't something like if you go to the cafeteria there'll be loads of bicarbonate of soda down there (laughs) you know what i mean it's (laughs) they they wouldn't have been able to get there even if they no no yeah um Um, yeah yeah and then we and, go up to the cafeteria, which is pretty, you know, yeah. you see Benton is up there chart take, taking charge, telling oh, people yeah, where to it. go, where to be. Um, and we've got this altered weaver, you know, she's just completely yeah. out of it, which is quite, it's funny on one hand to see. And it must be fun for her to play as well, to get to be just a bit different and not be in charge of everything and just kind of lying in the bed being a bit comedic in some ways. Um, yeah. There is, like she has... It's so understated, mm. but there is yeah, a yeah. she has good comedy timing in this yes. episode. I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's got good comedy. You know, we've seen her before where she's done things, and I know there's some things in the future that comes of that. There's one scene particularly that always makes me laugh. Um, but um, yeah, she's 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 good at comedy. It's nice to see her yeah. stretch with that. Mm. She's mm. uh, later on puffing away on the nebulizer thing yeah. in the bob. And then she's going, and what happened then? That she's asking Mr. Artiburn. Mr. Artiburn. And what's yeah, funny yeah. about that is she gets wheeled next to him and he's like, you're, you were my doctor and now you're in the bed <laughs> yeah. next to me, kind of. It must be right for him. It's like even more yeah. scary. Um, and we see Inga refuse. The event finally is made available. Inga says, no, it's fine. Give it to the patient next to her. She's going to continue, you know, on with, with her, you know, using the bag. Um and we're back into the lift. And at this point, Doug is hulking out because the... Oh, yeah. I mean, the oxygen is basically about to go. Yeah. And he starts trying to force open the door and trying to trying to get some movement or try and get a way to get to, to, to talk to somebody, get somebody's attention. And Carol's, again, you know, quite scared of this. And I can see why, because those doors are quite terrifying. You don't know if they're just going to shut on you or... And yeah. she's having to try and hold them open while he's trying to prise them open. And it's... It's a lot, really, with everything going on. You know, the tension of this child um, who who could be dying on you. You're in this little confined space. We also, we as an audience have heard that it's going to take an hour for the rescuers to to get to them. And they've only had got 10 minutes left of oxygen, which then actually runs out. So they're trying. Yeah. Um, it works, though, because they claw their way out and the rescuers yeah. get them. And Managed to, like the halfway, I think the halfway scene, are they on the PQ floor? I think are they so. Really there? Because they've got yeah. oxygen ready. Yeah. And they or can no, just kind they? of no, they are because because I was thinking because remember he says something about it being recalled to the lobby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then it's definitely 
I think it was getting recalled, then it stopped. So that's they are sorry, stuck. yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. So basically they're able to you know look after her because they get there just in time and everything kind of works around them, which is yeah, which is great. Corday is also in the middle of all this. She is with Leo, and Leo is her number one. So every time somebody's kind of going, yeah. Oh, you know, what should we do with this pet? She's like, No, nope, I'm with him. I need to do, I need to check. I'm, she wants to save that arm. She needs to do a bunch of tests to check if she can do that. That's where her head is completely. Um, you know, and why not? You know, she's had quite a traumatic moment with mm -hmm. him this morning and yeah. trying to trying to look after him. Carter, we, we get introduced to the kind of um the lady who's like running incidences. Yeah. Instant commander. Yeah. She's, yeah. She comes in kind of rollocks in a little bit because now the disaster plan is supposed to be, you're supposed <laughs> to go to physical therapy. It's like, yeah. does it really matter? There are a lot. Yeah, it, yeah. You need to be flexible. The worst thing to do yeah. in the middle of a disaster is berate somebody for the choices they've made. Go, we'll learn from that later. This is the yeah. situation. Let's go in. But she, she names Carter as the chief medical officer, which <laughs> yeah. I thought was cool. Um, yes. Did you, Sean, did you get like proper Star Trek vibes from that? A uh, little bit, yeah. I was yeah, like, get yeah, that yeah. man a blue CMO. coat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's a lieutenant commander now. Sorry, Sharon, this has gone down a tangent. But um, we also have, just before that, I think Jerry ransacking every shelf for the yeah. disaster preparedness plan while... Um, Carter and Delamico are looking for um, the ways to treat kind of the, the, like, the text. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The toxin textbook and finding out how to so apparently you just need oxygen. to. And I think that I think the body flushes it out fairly yes. quickly anyway. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it is a bit of a shit show, if you'll pardon the, uh, pardon it, the French. It's, it is. And outside, you know, we, we, people are having to shut, you know, be, yeah. basically everybody has masks set up outside to get all the contaminated people through the shower. Um, at one point, Carter is kind of, he's standing there and, and a guy in the shower starts to lose, you know, he stops being able to breathe and Carter's yeah. like, I need to get out there. And, and the, the chief kind of commander fireman is, no, you can't, that, you know, it'll take like yeah. two more minutes. And he's like, he hasn't got two minutes. And, he, you know, he does that kind of goes one way and fakes a left and <laughs> does a spin and he's out there and yeah, he's yeah. being all heroic. And what I love is like, so he, he gets the guy back. So the guy starts breathing and literally... A second after the hazmat people are like on him, just trying to strip him and get him in the shower. And I was like, you oh, say the hazmat people, Sharon. Yes, it was me. Yeah, yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Is that one of those moments where suddenly everything else in the room just stopped being important at that point, <laughs> um, which was bad because you're watching it while driving, and then, <laughs> as I want to do, as you are um, want to yeah, do. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, and uh, I mean we discussed it earlier, but yes, I, I, I did start the fire for the for the factory explosions <laughs> just for this moment to happen. I just knew it would happen. I timed it just right. Mark was going to be away. Anspar's in Florida. I'm the one who gave Doyle the flu. Uh, you know, I made sure all these things were in place so that Carter could shine because that's what mm. you do for the your man, all right? You well, that's what it is. I mean, I just not one of us complaining. I mean, your incredibly reckless and dangerous actions gave us a great episode. So, exactly. I mean, I'm not complaining. Thank you. Um, and he saves the guy, you know. Yeah, he has to go through the shower, whatever after, but who cares? He managed to because we know it's life and death, isn't it? You there is a yeah. certain amount of being out without air and oxygen that 
stops you you know you, where brain damage can occur and then you can't get back from that so I completely see why he ran and jumped and thought actually a little tiny exposure to me which I can sort yeah. out in five seconds isn't you know five seconds later so I, I completely saw that and, and I was with him for that um and then upstairs you know it is chaos Inga has actually stopped breathing at this point and yeah. you know they're all trying to trying to bring her back Benton and Anna are trying to bring her back word of that gets down to Carter doesn't it and he yeah. well he hasn't got shoes because he's just been in through the shower and they kind of give him these like fireman boots and he's like <laughs> he's a bit ungrateful says I can't wear those he's a little bit yeah like, he's like oh dial it back mate oh she'll just walk around in bare feet it's fine <laughs> I, I think the reason though and I'm, I'm gonna come out for him here because Are they're you? probably not easy to to um to walk in and run in and do things and he needs to be out and about. So maybe he, I don't think it was, I think it was more of a, I got, you know, how am I going to fit into these and move about with the agility I need as the chief medical officer of this Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, so anyway, he, he finds out that somebody upstairs is, and he just has an inkling, doesn't he? He knows somebody's crashing. Yeah. He has an inkling. It's, it's young Inca and he puts his boots on and he's up there but it's too late. She's been called. Um, yeah. Anna's actually very kind to him. She sort of says, like, without going, ah, listen, mate, ah, she was done anyway. You know, yeah, kind yeah. of. But she was just like, look, if you'd been here, it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Um, no. And that she is. And even if she'd been on a vent, you know, it sounds like she was so ill that actually it, it's not like you, if she'd been on a vent, she would have had another seven years or mm. it, she was quite, quite ill. But. Yeah. But you can see how much it affects Carter because he's really stroking her hair and just kind of looking after her in a really sweet way. And I just thought, I must be, so, you know, you were, she was so vital. She was so like, I can do this. I'm there and I'm fine. And then, you know, to see her be felled down by it all is just, yeah. it is sad. And I felt for him. He did punish himself a bit, a bit though. And I'm like, it, it's, it was, as you say, it was, it's going to happen. It's not like it's a, I don't know. I don't want to weigh people's lives. And, I was and, thinking that as well. Like You kind of catch yourself going, Ash, look, if it wasn't today, it'd be next week. You're like, well, no, because yeah. what, what do they say? Who wants to live to be 100? Anyone who's 99, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like it's, that, it's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, what we've had also in between this, and this is what... I mean, they're not they're not complaining, but we've got Artaburn and Weaver kind of in the in the corner together, like surveying this, the the chaos. And as you said earlier, Ed, you know, she's kind of sucking on some air and oxygen, and she's kind of chatting with him, and they're kind of talking about how they got to where they've been. He's like, yeah, they went from the green room to the yellow. And she's going, oh, and he's like, and then you came in as a patient. <laughs> oh, okay, that must be, you know, she's yeah, yeah. And it just reminded me of that kind of the, 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 oh, gosh, their names have come out of my head. But in um, the Muppets, you know, the two, God, why are oh, they? Oh, and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, I love those characters. Sorry, that's how it. Yes. <laughs> I have a weird Muppet obsession. <laughs> no, the Muppets are awesome. They're brilliant characters. And I just just completely out of my head for a second. But they're, yeah, they're, it, just, I just, it felt a bit like they were watching everything in the audience and kind of, you know, taking the piss a bit. They weren't taking the piss in the same way. But it just, that's why it yeah. felt like they were separate from everything else and kind of um, watching. But. But Artaburn actually collapses himself, doesn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. Ooh. Has a little moment. 
Yes. And, and they, uh, they can't get the paddles, can they? they because they, they're not charged and the vent, and, it, and they need to be plugged in, but they can't get the bed to where it's being plugged in. So we need more of this kind of MacGyver medicine. And and Carter comes through, he's, he starts, <laughs> you know, for a second you think, is he just very thirsty as he's pouring all of the, <laughs> yeah. the Look, kind of the ice yeah. cubes into I'm a I'm just tub. on shower, I'm dehydrated, <laughs> I'm wearing the wrong shoes. Yeah. Just give me a minute to rehydrate, guys. Yeah, and then I'll be back. Then you'll um, be fine, yeah. But no, no, he's got a trick. So he basically is going to drown Mr. Arterburn to kind of shock him yeah. back to breathing. And it works. I mean, Mr. Yeah, Arterburn's yeah. not happy, but it works. He's never wise. happy. That's why he's he had a heart attack. Happy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Another cool moment. It's Again, this is what, you know, we find, you know, Inga has her thing. This has gone on. That's gone on here. And then... All of a sudden he collapses and we have to jump and save him. You know, it, it, it's just like they keep lobbing the balls at us, which, you know, yeah. I didn't mind because they were fun. Um, and then we get Corday and Benton. Well, sorry, no, Corday and, and Romano have a moment because she's very much focused on, I want to save Leo's arm. Romano's like, I don't think that's going to happen. They look which, like minced beef. It's actually, it looks like chopped liver. Yeah, which is, you know, oh, the way he talks about people and, yeah. I'm not going to judge because I'm not a surgeon. I don't know the things you need to kind of to help you get through the day. But yeah, it just feels a bit like, oh, yeah. um, and they can't save it. And we get this mm. really, this really interesting moment, don't we, between Benton and Corday as they kind of pass through the night, pass through the kind of corridor. He's about to go into surgery. She's just come out. We learn Leo didn't, his arm didn't yeah make it she's very insistent that she needs to be there when he wakes up so she can tell him which again is is beautiful that she's wants yeah. to be that all-round carer and then we get a nice little flirty moment with her and benton you know he's checking her eye I, I, like oh my god i, I love corday in this scene because I she's know. just like i've had such a day i crawled under a building <laughs> saved a man's life for sure <laughs> crawled back out unfortunately we lost the arm so shag yeah or as she likes Just, to say, a debrief. Well, someone's getting debriefed anyway. Mm. Oh, <laughs> and he does his class, you know, he's walking when he kind of does his little cheeky smile, but it's just that little spark and moment which was fun and flirty and just at the right kind of... Yeah. I was saying things like that are quite funny, right? So as the audience, we see his cheeky smile. Corday yeah. sees him just turn his back <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> All right, then. She's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll call Dwight then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's what Carol says we do when, we're, when you go to ride along and then you sleep with the well, paramedic. That's that's what happens, isn't it? Um, yeah. Shep and the <laughs> other fellow whose name I've already forgotten. Too. Oh, Greg Powell. Oh, oh, Greg Powell. Oh, yeah. How yeah. yeah. did you forget um, him? Fair. And then, so, so, you know, things are starting to kind of... Well, Sophie's mom comes back up and finally finds Sophie. She's been looking for her. She's been kind yeah. of... Um, and she starts re getting ready to break kind of both well no sorry before she comes in there's that sweet moment isn't there between Carol and Doug and her where she's saying you know you guys were scared weren't you and they're like yeah you know they're trying to be all cool and like no yeah, no yeah. we do this every day and she's like I could tell and I thought that was really sweet that they had that little you know I don't know moment of kind of camaraderie and like yes we're not the mask slipped and we're in this kind of we're not perfect and things go wrong but you're okay and mm. the mom comes in as like having a go because she's <sighs> just one of those women oh, she's and... great she's grateful that she's on she's intubated uh she's intubated and dialyzed now isn't she it's... yeah 
Yeah, um, she's a bit like, yeah, you can see her kind of weighing it up in her head. She's like, now I do want to go full Karen, but my child is alive. So <laughs> I might lose face here. Um, or she's jo- thinking, oh, sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. And at least her daughter just goes, oi, oi. They looked after me. Yeah. Back yeah. I, I was thinking she probably went, yes, okay, she's breathing, but that's probably because of that raspberry root leaf I gave her last Thursday. You <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> um, yeah, and I thought that was a really cute moment because she says, no, no, mom, you know, they really look, took good care of me. And, 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 and Carol and Doug have this like, oh, you know, it worked out after all of that horrible hell. And they're walking back to the lift and which, you know, is madness after the day they've had. But there you go. And and they, they talk about the morning and he says, are you still mad at me? And she's like, I'm not mad, you know, but I just were you. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm just disappointed. Well, she's like, you know, he was like, I'm not, I wasn't checking up on you, but it does feel a bit like he was. Um, he just wanted to see her, he says. And she says she wants to see him. And they have quite a sweet little a little moment um, before they yes. get back into the lift. And he says, here we go, which I thought was a really funny moment. Yeah. Like, as long as we're not literally, like, you know, crank somebody's chest and have their heart in their hands. This one <laughs> should go a bit more smoothly now than the last one. <laughs> and actually, sorry, it reminded me of a moment earlier in the lift that I really loved was when he's trying to open the door and it's crushing and she's like, you know, be careful. And he's like, well, you know, you won't have to worry about a commitment. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, a why do you have to throw that in at yeah, every yeah. single moment? But I also kind of found it funny and I liked it. And it was, it was cheeky and funny rather than I'm being manipulative and bringing this up and that horrible stuff um which you know it so that's cute that's little bow on the kind of sophie storyline and a little bow on the doug carol yeah um we've also kind of put a bow on um benton and corday and so so yeah they they were you know there's these shots then towards the end this Mm. this mter which feels quite strange quite eerie yeah it's really good it was a good shot because stuff yeah. was just left in place and that just shows you just how people had to just get out of the, you know, you just had to leave everything and go. And that I think is always really, really scary yeah. when you see that. So, yeah, because uh, in a way, we always want the hospital to be empty, but it never should be empty. So it looks wrong yeah. when it is. That empty, definitely not, you know, that yeah. just nobody anywhere. Um well, slowly they start kind of coming back and filtering down and Artaburn is fine and Carter's basically telling people where to go and then Weaver says, no, I'm back, I'll take on. Um, you have to talk to the press and then starts giving him the lines right. he needs to say to the press. And I thought, well, why doesn't she just do it? <laughs> yeah. But she, she does go with him and she's saying, oh, you need to say this, you need to praise this. And he's still looking around and he's still direct. She tries to like direct the stuff that he's already done a bit for that. Yeah. He's like, no, that needs to go there, they need to go there, you need to put them there. And then she's still got her oxygen stuffed up her nose. Exactly. It's, just, it's like, mate, you were you were not part of this. Just no. sit back and, yeah. and do the act. She goes into full administrative mode. She does. Like, just let it let, let Carter do his thing. He's yeah, and it's great because there's a moment where he kind of looks over at Tuni and Tuni's like, yay, you know, we did it. And he kind of smiles, yeah. but then he's also still directing and half listening to to, to <laughs> Weaver. He leaves um, and and Jerry comes up and he says to Weaver, you know, this is all because of the day stuff, basically. He blames because he wasn't there <laughs> on the day shift, sorting out how things should be and how things should have run and knowing where things are. 
um and he's like this is not going to happen on my watch and, and we was very much like this was a chemical explosion like i yeah. don't think yeah there's, there's only so much you can assign blame here within the building i mean like, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> I mean, Jesus, Jerry, like, I get it. You want your day job back, but come on, like. She's giving it, like, what more do you, like, yeah. how, what are you? This, this it feels like it's out of place that he's already got his day job back. Yeah. And why to is then he be still like, making a case? Yeah. And then there's the whole thing with Mark's goatee that appears out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you last, think I know that was last of... week. I, wonder, I don't think they're out of sync. We'd, we'd know. We'd be like a fact. But, yeah, it just seems odd. He's have to see that book. Or maybe he's just really proving to her, look, look, this is yeah, what yeah. you know, really yeah. trying to underline it. She's does not could not care less. No. Um, Carter goes outside, the captain is there, the you know, the fire yeah, chief, yeah, and he yeah. starts. Yeah, this is a lovely scene as well. Isn't yeah. it so lovely? Because we've seen this chief all the way through being very gruff and very barking orders, and yeah, you know, all that. And he kind of says, you know, how did you think it went? And then he says, Well, actually, you guys were caught really short, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, which is funny. Um, but he says to Carter, you know, you would, you did really well and actually you'll be the person we need to talk to about setting up, you know, all that incidents oh, plans and all that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Carter says, oh, not me. I'm I'm an intern. And the captain yeah. says, like, you could have fooled me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then it felt very much like to get acceptance from the captain, you know, this hard, tough, I've seen everything. I was in Nam kind of captain. Fit. Yeah just felt really like a lovely kind of way to to say to Carter you're you, you're a good guy you're good at this it's well done yeah. you did it you you did this um and then just in time to kind of hand the baton back to Green because Green turns back up um so Carter's got the baton at the moment as much as we ever tried to take it off him he still has it and Green arrives at the end and and we learn he's come straight from the uh, airport and he sees Carter's boots, who the captain said he can keep, so there'll be a little yeah. memento. And, and he says, you know, what, what are these boots? And Carter's like, it's a long story. And they kind of pan <laughs> away as they walk in together. And I don't know, it, it felt really poetic. You know, he's yeah. like, here's, yeah. here's Mark back. Here you go. Here's the ER back for you. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, Mark, hurry up. Like you're having a nice little, a nice little stroll. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. You, you, you're, what your pager didn't go off at all. No, no. You didn't, you didn't see any news or oh. didn't exactly rush to get back from the airport. He's strolling. Oh, still in five minutes. Oh, that's well timed, isn't it? I yeah. reckon he was back a lot earlier. Knew about the factory thing. Sat it out. Once it was all cleared, Sharon, was did like, you ring him when you were setting it up to explode. <laughs> yes, I told him. I said you need to be out of there. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It just yeah turns up at the end. It's like oh, how did I miss all of this? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a cute moment, and they do that yeah. kind of pan away from the ER as we as we leave, which is quite an iconic thing they use mm. time and time again. So lovely music as well, kind of from yeah. the from the empty ER through to the end of the episode. It's just a beautiful yeah. beautiful bit of music. That kind of ER did yeah that really yeah. like yeah. I love it. I was going to try and sing it, but I cannot do that. So. <laughs> Let's not. Yeah. 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 So that's the episode, which, as I say, was just what I needed. It, it was oh, like, yeah. yes. It's one of my all time favorites. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's also because I remember it. I think, I don't know if I'm remembering the scene from the actual episode or I remember the scene from the, tra like the, the trail on Channel 4 mm. when it's first aired of, of Carter going, that's what we're doing. So that's where we're going. That bit when he's he's making the decisions and stuff. I, 
I remember it so vividly. And I don't know if it's from a rewatch or it's or from where, but is I it love... a sexual awakening for you? Because he was so in control. <laughs> no, he never you. really, he never really did it for me. Hmm. It doesn't, hmm. you know. You've got him to yourself. There's no exactly. No, this is great. I'm not saying yeah. anything. This is great. Yeah. I don't have to sleep. You know, it's one less throat I have to slit. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, you, you know, this is being recorded and released, right? <laughs> I sometimes forget. I don't know how how sort of like dark Sharon is as in like she would yeah, murder like, do you know what and she's never not like that she's just she is so honest in the moment and if in the yeah, moment yeah. she's planning to kill you you will know you will she oh, will yeah, tell yeah. you she's come at you straight with a knife just like <laughs> <laughs> terrifying <laughs> anyway anyway should we do some ibers because we've got quite a few oh, ibers so many ibers who isn't uh, in this episode um, who I'm wants not. to go first uh, Sharon, do you start with Eva Mendes? Because I am going to start with Eva Mendes. She yes. played Donna the Babysitter. So wonderful, beautiful Eva Mendes, who you may know from Hitch, The Place Beyond the Pines, The Other Guys, Fast and Furious Five, and Night at the Rocks. But she's been in lots of stuff. She's a um, very beautiful Latina actress who works very hard, and I like her work. So it was nice to see her pop up because it's like, yeah, you should be in this because you're a good yeah. actress. I'm going to admit, I, I, when you told me about Eva Mendes, I, I knew who she was. I knew, you know, that she'd been in films and stuff like that. I looked at her list of uh, the list of films she's been in. I don't think I've seen any of them. Ah, oh, have you never seen Hitch? No, I'm not. I'm not I, I, Will Smith's oh, okay, but I'm not a massive Will Smith fan. No, I'm I, not into Will Smith either. I think I, I, it was exciting at the time because he was the first kind of black lead in that yeah. kind of a. Um, mm. Yeah, she's very good in that. Uh, She's also married nice to Ryan Gosling. Not that we want to say this is what. Not yeah. Did I, know? I know they were in Place Beyond the Pines together. Yeah, I yeah, think right. that's where they may have met, but they have two little girls together, which is cute. So I'm gonna take the next one. Uh, we're gonna build. There's quite a few people, I would say. So Kevin Wiseman played the guy with the leg injury who's brought in on the back of a pickup truck, and I recognise him instantly because he played Marshall Flinkman in Alias, which is a great show. Um, which I think was one of J.J. Abrams' first shows with... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the name? The one with uh, ben, Affleck, ben Affleck. Jennifer uh, Garner. Thank, thank you, you, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, yeah, Um Also, I can't remember names. Uh, that gay actor I like, who played a dad. Oh, yes. I know who you mean. I can see him. I can yeah, see him Victor too. Garber. Victor, Victor Garber. Garber. Victor Garber, yes. who will play yes. my father in the film, I of the film of my life perfect um yep. yeah he's, he's been in loads of other stuff but he's just marshall flinkman in my head because he's a little bit nerdy a little bit awkward but just just a really lovely bloke he's also in fringe apparently um yes he is yeah as is joshua jackson as yes, is joshua jackson is. yeah it, it's been in loads of stuff um but it, it, he's always going to be marshall for me sure who's next uh, we have okay. I am going to go with Diane Salinger, <laughs> who is in so many things now. Yeah. Straight away, yes, she was in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. She plays <laughs> Lupusa, who is a Bajoran former member of the Shakar Resistance cell. But who she would... isn't. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she is. Sorry, she is Sophie's mom in this one. Yeah. Uh, right. The one who is, you know, loves loves her homeopathy. Uh, she was <laughs> a bit of a Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, sort of uh, co-conspirator for a while because I couldn't think of a better word. Um, she's Penguin's mother in Batman Returns, yeah. but I think she's been in all of the Pee Wee films. 
Yes. Um, I thought she was uh, an Adams family, but I think I'm getting her mixed up with someone else. I, uh, do you know what? I know exactly who do you're you know thinking I mean? of. So I'm yeah. just very quickly, I'm just trying I, to scroll through. I checked through. IMDB up, up and down. I was like, I'm sure. I haven't, not, I haven't done a control left on it. No, that's the, the one who ends up with Cousin It, right? Yeah. Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah, because that's Isn't obviously that... we went to the same place together, but I don't, it, it's not listed here it's anyway. So. No. Isn't that Joan Cusack? No, that's because no. uh, that's Uncle Fester. Oh, that she's Fester. With. Yes. Fester there. Uh, she, sorry, she did not play Uncle Fester. She played. Very versatile. She's been in The Young of the Rest. She's been in loads of stuff. But yeah, that's uh, so th- those are the two things I recognized her from Star Trek and Batman Returns. Were yes. The two that I recognized. I'm going to go with Inga, played by Linda oh, Porter. Okay. Um, who actually ends up in a lot of things that I've seen her in. She ends up dying in anyway. Oh, I know oh, her oh <laughs> mostly from, she's Fran in Gilmore Girls. She oh, okay. is Myrtle in Superstore. She was in Greek, which is one of my favorite shows that no one's ever heard of. Myrtle okay. in Superstore. Sorry. I know exactly. Yeah, with yeah. you. Myrtle, yep, yeah. yeah, that's Inga. Um, the Office, she, she was in Murder, She Wrote, Twins, Truth About Cats and Dogs. She's done everything, but I mostly love her as um, Fran in Gilmore Girls, who owns the bakery and... Uh, Myrtle in Superstore, who's the old lady who's working in the shop. Ah. Uh, I mean, we're going to go for the big one, Mickey Rooney. Oh, before that, should we do? Should oh, we sorry. end with him? Because I've got another okay. one. I've got I another also, two. I oh, have another let's end one. With Rooney, I think. Oh, let's end with Rooney. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ed, you're you're up next anyway. So what's, what's uh, your... so? It's the guy who played the captain. Um, that was mine, Ed Lautner. Was Ed, yeah. Ed Lauter, yeah. Yeah. He, I couldn't like. I, I scrolled through and like. There's loads of things I've definitely seen, but there's not. Not another no teen one. movie. He oh, literally okay. plays the same character. He's the coach, and he's just like, "Get on the pitch, goddammit! I hate you, goddammit, goddammit!" <laughs> and at one point, one of the guys is like literally unconscious, and he's like, "Can he play?" And the guy's like, "No, no, he can't even get up." And he's like, "Can he play? I need him on the pitch, goddammit! You got it's just." Hilarious. So when I saw him in yeah. this, I was just waiting for him to scream, God damn it. But Brilliant. There you go. He's he's been in loads of stuff. And like I said, I couldn't pick one that made me go, Oh, that's where I know him from. He is in um an ex a great X-Files episode about space. Um, it's called the episode's called Space, funnily enough. Um wow. on the nose. <laughs> oh, oh no, he, he was also Lieutenant Commander Albert in the first duty in Star Trek Next Generation. He was indeed, yeah. And his son should have been a better pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's who he was in that. Yeah, he, he was also, um, <laughs> you know, these ridiculous TV movie titles that they lampoon so well in Simpsons. Oh God, yeah. Calendar Girl, comma cop, comma killer? Question mark. The Bambi Bembenek story. A TV wow. movie, nineteen ninety-two. Good Lord. Bambi Bembenek, what a name! I know. I'm gonna have to find out about it now because it's gonna be a true story. It's gonna be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he was in Murder She Wrote as well. Um, yes. Miami Vice, Cujo, uh, The Office. Was he touched Cujo. by an angel? Um, just checking if he's touched by an angel. I can never remember roughly what time, what sort of era it came out. Um, no, he, I don't. I think he was. He was in uh, BJ and the Bear, which is a hilarious uh, title for a show, and also Undercover the KKK, another, another TV film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of stuff he's got, a serious amount of credits. I mean, not as many as Mickey Rooney. Uh, 209 credits, that's why I remember him, because he's been in everything. Exactly, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sean? Um, okay, I have uh, Kyle Richards, 
Oh. Uh, who appears yep. as what's her character's name? The nurse. Oh, I don't want a co- yes. oh. Norse Dory Kearns. So I think she actually uh, I, I read in the trivia she turns up a lot. So we'll see her a uh, good bit. You will. So yeah. she would probably be best known as I think she's one of the Real Housewives of I I can't remember. There's about there's one for every state. So she's one of the Real Housewives. <laughs> she's a Real Housewife. Is yeah. she? But yeah. me being a big old horror freak, she is. The record holder for the longest gap between appearances in the Halloween franchise, because oh. she is Lindsay Wallace in Halloween one, the little right. girl that Laurie babysits, and she returned in Halloween Kills. It's pretty much the only positive thing I have to say about that film that came out last year, but she's very good in it. Oh. Uh, I've, I've got one more. Um, Michael Kagan, who played Mr. Um, Arterburn. Mm-hmm. Arquebus, whatever his name is. He was in Voyager as well, as Alien Commander. You wouldn't recognise him, he's in a lot of prosthetics. Oh, okay. he, was, he was in How I Met Your Mother as Joel Adams, but he was um, Terry, the producer in Friends, when um, they tried, when they asked to get Joey back on Days of Our Lives. It's one of the ones where Joey says, oh, the hall seems smaller. And he's like, Joey's a different building. <laughs> do you know which one? I'm yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's, he's been in loads of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the one. I thought he'd been in other stuff, but I think he looks like someone else. But yeah. Uh, she's from the Royal Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills. Thank you very oh, much. You Thank you. So go on then. Let's let's go for Mickey Rooney. Yes, so he played Dr. George, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have the honour of one of the most racist uh, performances of all of Hollywood history in Breakfast I at Tiffany's. Would think so. Oh, unnecessary as well. It's like just, it's yeah. like like I know the man obviously had a very long, very <laughs> storied career, but I mean, how many wrong decisions yeah. went into that? Honestly, was he, was he a Japanese person? Yes, he and he's not yes. even in the book. He's like literally no need for him oh, to be just invented exactly yet. Yeah, just to do um, oh, this will be funny. Um, it wasn't. Just hideous. Um, I mean, he's legendary. He's been in so many things. He started out his career, you know, very young Hollywood. Yeah. Did a lot with Judy Garland. Um, has had a, he had a very long story career. Been in as we talked about, you know, lots of film, Babes on Broadway, things like Brexit, Tiffany's. Uh, he was in Murder She Wrote, The Golden Girls, and Night at the Museum. Kind of more is yeah. his most more modern things. He's obviously oh, now yeah. since passed, but I think did he do a lot of films with Judy Garland? Back he in did, that yes. era, the he MGM did, yeah. rule. Yeah. They used to really put them out together and they, they kind of made them as if they were, you know, they really marketed them together as right. kind of these two cute American little sweethearts yeah. um, and did a lot of publicity things with them. And I think they were friends for, for a long time. I yes. don't know, actually. I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know if they were friends. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to think so. Hated the bones of each other. <laughs> <laughs> So he's got on IMDb, I think this is our record, 343 credits. I mean, that's just mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's um, bizarre. But yeah, it's it's just so many, I mean... Well, they did a lot of, they put a lot of, when he first started out, I know they had a lot of, um, you know, they made a lot of vehicles for him. So he did like loads of those are like these kind of little shorts he did, which were like, Mickey does this, Mickey does that, he plays this character and... Um, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just fascinating. I find people from those Hollywood days fascinating because the whole machine was just, you know, starting out, and it just interests me, and it's a big thing. So yeah. I mean, like the the studio system where you assigned to a studio. Yeah. 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 
yes. when you were locked in, that was it. You were their property kind of thing, weren't you? And I love it when um, people defied it. So um, yeah, yeah. Olivia yeah. de Havilland, she, they, they didn't want her to be part of Gone with the Wind and she went and defied them. And I just love stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's just so, my, that's my own personal thing. I think that's all of the Ivers, and it is a, a stacked episode. As I say, it's one of my absolute favourite episodes of ER because of that kind of... I do like the high drama episodes, I'm not going to lie, but that is a good one. So I thought I'd just briefly talk about benzene because it's hilarious. Sure, yeah. Um, so obviously, the, the, it's the kind of the driving chemical of the whole episode, and it's organic chemical compound with the molecular formula, C6H6, so it's a hydrocarbon, um, and it's a really nasty hydrocarbon as well, so it can do it horrific seems... things. Well, yeah, if if you it is a carcinogen, if exposed for a long time, okay. um, yeah, it's not great. And apparently, this is bizarre. Um, <laughs> under specific conditions and in the presence of other chemicals, benzoic acid, which is a preservative, and ascorbic acid, aka aka vitamin C, may interact to produce benzene. So in March 2006, the official food standards agency in Britain conducted a survey of 150 brands of soft drinks, found that four contained benzene levels above World Health Organization. What? what? <laughs> oh my shit. What? I drink a lot of fizzy pop and I think I did in 2006. Um, yeah, it's, oh. yeah, it does some nasty stuff. Um, it, yeah, it can do all sorts of stuff, mainly carcinogen, but obviously it's got those short-term effects that we saw in the episode. Um, but yeah, it's that's benzene. It's not nice. Don't drink no. it. Doesn't kids. sound like it. Leave no. it alone, kids. It's not cool. Anyway, <laughs> sure, I can hear Sean laughing. I can't see him. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. it's late on a Sunday night. I'm I've still got to make my bed. Anyway, and we're calling it. Thanks for listening to our podcast about everything ER. Don't forget you can find us on social media, on Instagram at you set the tone pod and at set underscore pod on Twitter. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And remember, you set the tone.